0: Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening.
1: And welcome back to the Let's Admit It podcast. I am and always have been your host of this delightful little expedition we've been going on together. Um, This is the Let's Admit podcast. As I said, this is hosted by the admissions department over at Boise Bible college. And I am coming at you with one of the very last, um, the very last episodes of the semester. And today we've got another one of those little introduction things. And it slays me that this introduction has taken so long because Uh, the person that I'm going to be introducing you to has been on the team longer than just about everyone else that's on the team. So um, today I'm introducing you to our our resident social media master um, and other person in the admissions department, Sarah. Hello, Sarah.
0: Hello, Mike. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm good. Thanks Good.
1: For um this is kind of a weird thing right now because generally I will be talking to someone in the same room um, but Sarah actually does her job for the college remotely um currently you are living in Seattle or Seattle adjacent is that right
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah we live like 15 minutes north of Seattle
1: perfect. Um so uh we're, this is a little weird but you know what we're going to get through this. Um so as i said Sarah's uh, what your spec- what's your specific job title like what's the technical form?
0: Um right now it's enrollment marketing manager
1: enrollment marketing manager. I know we're going, we're going to be going through some name changes and whatnot, but Mm -hmm. um, so your, your job primarily um, you, Oh listener. um, When you, when you see the social media posts about the college, about the podcast um, about really anything nine times, nine and a half times out of 10 um, Sarah is the one who press enter, press tweet, press post, um, so she's she's kind of the one who's in charge of all of that. Um, we're going to talk about that just like a little itty bitty bit, um, but that's not the main purpose of today. So <clears throat> if you've been following us, uh, along with us for a while, you know that the last couple of months, we have been talking to people who are important in the greater landscape of the college. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, But also talking about specific things that they are in charge of or that they represent. Um, And so we're going to continue doing that today. And um, I actually found I've known Sarah since 2013, something like that.
0: Yeah, something like that. But Eight. I would, I started school with your sister, so yeah, that's
1: right. You started yeah. with Tiffany, and so you know my sister from a time period where I did not know my sister technically, <laughs> um, which is just I I had a, I had lunch with uh, with a minister over in uh, the Twin Falls area, and he was in the same situation where he started school with my sister, and so it was just so weird hearing <laughs> that, but. Um, I digress. I have known you for eight years now. I did not know that you are one of the illustrious people who never actually lived on campus here at the college. Yep. Yep. And you were, you were at school here for four years, or was it a little bit more? Uh, five years. In five total. years. Never on campus. So we're going to dive into all of that um, <laughs> on today's exciting episode of Let's Admit It. But first, let's talk about Sarah. So... Um, If uh, you common listeners know that I have a couple of repetitious questions I'll ask each and every week. Um, We're going to get into the first one of those. Um, If you could just talk about your background, your schooling, any experience that you have in ministry or otherwise take the floor.
0: Well, um, it's kind of funny because my background goes a little bit in two different directions. Um, I have the, like admissions uh direction and then i also have a teaching direction so when i started bbc i got i wanted to go into teaching and initially i thought i would be you know k-12 through go through the christian teaching program um and i was like yeah that's what i'm gonna do i'd always known that i wanted to be a teacher for like ever i was like that weird kid that would save her homework and then like (laughs) Give it to like my friends Is like
1: Sarah you were the one who when the teacher had forgotten about homework you would raise your hand and say excuse me Miss Baker what about our homework
0: <laughs> yeah yep yep that was me definitely um, so when I started BBC that's what I wanted to do um, and I graduated with my Christian teaching degree um, but when I graduated I had realized after I went through like my observations and my practicum um, I had done a lot of K through 12 things um, and I was like, yeah, I don't really want to teach kids. Mm. That is not what I want to do. So <laughs> um, And it felt weird being like a secondary teacher because I felt like I was too close to like a high school age to like have a lot of influence. even though I was 21,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was still kind of like a weird, or I guess 22. when I graduated, anyway. um, And I had been doing camps and stuff. And so I was kind of like, I don't really wanna teach high schoolers either. So I didn't really know like what I wanted to do. And I was talking to another alumni and I was getting ready to go to Germany. And I was like, yeah, like they're having me uh, teach with um, in an ESL class when I'm in Germany visiting friends. And they were like- Uh,
1: English sign language, right?
0: uh English as a second language
1: English as a second language okay
0: yeah um and so I was like you know I've never done like any school stuff I've never actually taught like the English as a like a language um not just like it's different than like language arts versus like teaching English as a language mm. I've never done anything like that and because I spoke English they're like you should come you know just hang out in class with us and offer your expertise I guess I don't know but um anyway so I was sharing that with a friend and they were like well you know I did this program it's kind of like an intensive program uh through Cambridge University where you get your certificate for teaching English um to second language learners and you could do something like that because it's pretty low cost it would get your feet like wet and you could figure out what you want to do from there and so um I ended up going to Germany that summer. I was still working in the admissions office and I went to Germany that summer. And then right after that, I did this four week program in LA. Um, And after I did that four week program, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to teach adult language learners. Um, And so um, after that, Mm -hmm. I kind of, I was still working in the admissions office, and I wasn't sure, like, if I was going to be there long term, what my next steps were. I had this certificate, but it wasn't really good in the U.S., and I had done some, I used that to do some volunteering with, like, um, resettlement agencies in Boise, working with people who were here on refugee status, but I couldn't really get a job with it, so then I went and got, decided to go get my master's in TESOL in Portland, um, and then that's kind of where it jump-started my career in terms of teaching. Um, and I've had a lot of experience with like trauma-informed teaching, uh, teaching students who are immigrating, uh, teaching students who are here on refugee status. Um, and currently I work full-time in the admissions office doing the marketing, but then I also teach part-time in an international uh studies Hmm. program
1: so and i know that you have a lot of wicked stories about your time in germany and just the the travel back and forth i remember something like 16 17 hours of of just chaos trying to get back into the (laughs) states Yeah.
0: yeah yeah i uh yeah it was pretty crazy i like it was my first time traveling by myself and i decided to travel internationally mm-hmm. so that was my, my first time
1: traveling by myself I went from Boise Idaho to San Diego California which was exactly 57 minutes in the air
0: yeah so. <laughs> yeah I ended up like on the way back I was without my luggage for like three days mm-hmm. and I had a super long layover in Iceland because it was one of those like hop over things and I had to walk like an hour to the store to get like a jacket cause I was cold.
1: <laughs> it was um, really bad. That, bad. that story, every time I hear it, I just imagine like the Sarah that I know, which is the one that's like, I've got a plan. I can do this. And it's just like, I guess I can, I got to walk down the street in this country that I've never been to and buy a jacket. Yep. <laughs> it just slays me. So yep. rewind a little bit with me. Um, when I was in high school, I remember the moment that I was like, all right, Boise Bible college, let's do it. That's where I'm going. What was that? What was that moment for you? Was there a moment where you're like, this is where I'm going to go. What was the decision process? Like, what was it?
0: Well, um, I didn't really have a solid plan. Um, I just figured that I would go to BSU, get my teaching Mm -hmm. and like figure it out. Um, but the fortunate part is that the assistant admissions director at the time, uh, went to my church. She lived in Emmett, if you know, Jen Mm -hmm. White. Um, she went to my church. Um, and then also my youth pastor was an alum and she was kind of like a mentor. And I was like, I don't really know like what I'm going to do for college. And she was like, well, why don't you like check out BBC? Mm -hmm. And I had gone to preview once. Um, If you didn't, I didn't become a Christian until I was a senior in high school. Oh, so I was like, yeah. So Bible college was like, yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't grow up in the church, you know, I don't really like, I don't think I fit the mold. Um, And so It was just kind of it felt weird to me and she was like no like you know you should just come check it out and of course like when I got on campus then I was like oh like this is fun you know whatever and I talked to Russell about the Christian teaching program and all the opportunities I would have through that and um and then um I was like well how am I gonna afford it and then I got scholarships from there, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to BBC, (laughs) so (laughs) it was primarily, like, financially motivated, because at the time, I was, like, still, you know, a new Christian, and I was, I just didn't really see the big picture of how, like, a Bible college could make an impact in my life, Um, and so, yeah, initially, it was primarily financial, Mm -hmm. because I didn't have any sort of leads at at BSU so
1: yeah well the, the I know the scholarships was a big thing for me too of course I was a, I was an unwise fool and I got put on academic probation pretty promptly um so all those flew out the window um yeah. now you you mentioned that you were a five-year student I want to dig into why just a little bit because I understand the story behind that um And if I I remember, if I understand it right, it's that um, Russell actually, Russell Grove um, admissions department head um, actually more or less headhunted you and said, hey, uh, work in the admissions department. Um, What was was that? What was it like going from I'm going to graduate in four years to I'm going to graduate in five years? Uh,
0: Well, actually, he didn't headhunt me. So... I had heard through the grapevine that um, they were looking for somebody who liked to fill Danica's position. Um, And he, I had always been like, I had did camp, like try to do camp repping. I was always the one that was like, she's too shy. She's too Mm. quiet. Like, you know, I don't think she would make a great camp rep. Not that you have to have that as a qualification. But, and I was, I was quiet and introverted. And um, so when I had heard that they're looking for somebody, I, at the time, I knew that they were looking for another guy in the office. And at the time they had like six already. (laughs) So it would have been an office of like just guys, which isn't bad, but- also like
1: it's gotta be some balance in there
0: yeah and so um so i just went to Russell and i was like hey like i know that you're looking for somebody to fill this position and like i think you need to look at some females (laughs) to fill the (laughs) position and i would like to throw my name in the hat or in the ring and um he was like oh okay you know like it was like a surprise um and from there, I was like, you know, I would be willing, because they were looking for a full-time position, and so I was like, I'd be willing to do part-time school, um, Mm -hmm. and uh, do full-time in the admissions office, and there were some perks that came with that, too, financially, so, um, and it wasn't, at the time, I didn't know what I wanted to do anyway, like I had mentioned, like, I didn't really want to teach K-12, I didn't really have a solid plan what to do after graduation, so, I was like, what's another year of doing schooling? So.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Bossing Russell around ever since before you started working for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, um, Sarah, let's sure. let's dive into the meat of the subject. Um, you and I are on opposite ends of a coin. Um, it's not even really a coin. Um, you never lived on campus. I only ever lived on campus. Um, yeah, you know, I spent a semester in the East dorms because um, I got kind of tired of people, but I was always on campus. Um, you were never on campus. Um, now, when I say never on campus, I mean never in on-campus housing. Um, I know that for, for some people, um, the concern with being off-campus is that you're going to be um, uh, just kind of naturally disconnected from the social world, um, the social element of, of on campus. Um, but and and this is another thing that I know about you is that you have, and even to this day, a couple of, um, incredibly tight knit friends who you made regardless. So Mm -hmm. what, what do you say to the, 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 the concern of if I don't live on campus and I'm not going to make friends, what would you say to that?
0: Um, the same advice that I got actually, um, which was eat all your meals on campus. Mm. So, you know, eating with other people is a big part of community. Um, and that's what I did is I just would bring my lunch every day mm. and um really force myself into that environment being an yeah. introvert. But um, I think, you know, that was, like, the biggest thing that I could have done to build community and friends. Um, And then I also had a lot of, um, I think, a lot of extroverted friends that kind of, you know, came around me and... um,
1: Adopted you.
0: Adopted me. So, um, you know, that that first year, I, in between classes, it was, like, Hey, I kind of, you know, we're friends. Could I hang out in your dorm? And, you Mm. know, that kind of thing. So it was just kind of a, you know, a natural, um, how do you say that? It's not, I don't think I forced friendships, but, you know, it was like, Hey, like I am off campus. I don't really have anywhere to go, but I hang out in your dorm. And then things just kind of, you know, blossomed from there. So Mm. I would say between eating on campus and then also just being bold and courageous.
1: So, yeah, it, it's, I think maybe it's probably like a week or two ago now where we talked with uh, chef Steve. Um, now I know that when you were here, chef Steve hadn't, you know, come to the college yet. Um, but it's incredible how much of the, the relationship uh, building dynamic of the college centers around, um, uh, you know, fish chips and, uh, -hmm. and burgers and hot dogs and pizza.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I was very, uh, fiscally minded. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was very, I was very cheap. Yeah. And so I would just, I would bring my own lunch. Mm. Um, but back then, the food wasn't great. So shout out to Chef Steve, from <laughs> what I heard. But...
1: Yeah, what I've what I've heard is that the tacos used to taste like the color brown. And yeah. take that for what it means. Um, Although one...
0: back I, back then they had an ice cream machine, uh-huh. and I missed that so much.
1: You, you know but... what? On that topic, actually, when I was a freshman in 2013, back back before life stopped making sense. Um, they had that ice cream machine and then they didn't. So they had my first semester and it was gone the second semester. And every single person that was running for any kind of class representation that year was like, look, guys, I'm going to get the doggone ice cream (laughs) machine back. I'm going to be the one to do it. And I'm like, dudes, you have no control over that. You have no power. It killed me.
0: Yeah. I That was like the one thing as like an off-campus student, that didn't pay for meals, I was Mm -hmm. like, I was like, I'm just going to get an ice cream because, (laughs) you know, it's been a stressful day. (laughs) Did you ever, did you
1: ever like walk in with Dairy Queen just to flex on everyone? No, (laughs) I should have (laughs) though. I should have. So Sarah, why, why off campus? I mean, what was the decision-making process for you?
0: Um, well, I, I, I'm from Emmett, which if you know where Emmett is, it's only like maybe a 40 minute drive from the campus. Mm -hmm. Um, But my, I also have family who live in Boise by BSU. And um, I was like, well, it's gonna be less expensive if I just live at home for free and I don't have to pay for meals. Mm -hmm. That's not always the case for everybody, but, um, I didn't have to pay rent. I didn't have to pay for meals and it just was cheaper and less expensive. Um, and also I was an introvert and I didn't really want to live with other people. So, um, you know, which like by grace, I actually made friends and, had like healthy relationships (laughs) you know I think I could have just stayed in you know at my house and kept quiet and didn't you know do that and so and didn't make friends but um I'm glad that I was able to overcome some of that stuff
1: yeah yeah one of the things that the college taught me um during I think my like during sophomore year you take a lot of personality quizzes and like you learn about a lot about yourself as a person. Mm -hmm. And through that process, I actually learned much to my surprise that I was um, what I, I have come to lovingly refer to as a um, hidden introvert. Um, And, uh, and I also learned that that is a okay, that I don't have to be bouncing off the walls all the time. I don't always have to be yelling. So Mm -hmm. it's, it was a lesson that I learned not preparing, not having been prepared to learn it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, I, I, you and I both have friends we made here, lifelong friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of which for you, Sarah... Um, we both met our spouses here at the college. Um, and your your husband, if I know anything about him, is not an introvert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is definitely not an introvert, no. yeah, He is, if you know the Enneagram, not saying that automatically makes him an extrovert, but he's a seven on the Enneagram. So he's seven wing six, which yeah. is the entertainer. Uh-huh.
1: Um,
0: and that's exactly, you know, it's one of the when we read descriptions about the Enneagram it's like yeah sevens offer the entertainment and nines just watch or the audience <laughs> and that's pretty much our relationship so he <laughs> makes jokes and does all the silly stuff and I just am the audience for it all
1: so you're just the adoring audience just like I can never do what you do
0: yeah <laughs> yeah he's very much extroverted so
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So the last, I know that, I know that, you know, this one of the things listeners that we were talking about before the beginning of this podcast is just kind of how weird it is to like, to, to do this with Sarah, because Sarah is also one of the people who helped like create a lot of the things that go on in this podcast. And so Sarah, I'm going to explain this to you knowing that you already know what I'm going to say. um, But listeners, I'm also going to explain this to you that um, this segment, um, this portion of the podcast. And it's, you know, if you look at the podcast from when we began it at the beginning of the school year till now, it's actually cut into two portions. And this second portion, which we've been in since Christmas time, um, has been lovingly referred to as professors admit it. Um, I I like to view this podcast through the lens of humanizing. Um, I think sometimes, um, especially for a high school student, Who is coming into college it's really easy to view your professors the faculty and staff at at college as these like kind of shadowy figures that wield incredible power and are not approachable Um, and i want to tear that down as quickly as i can because when i came to school here i felt like that and i quickly found out that the professors are some of the most personable conversational Um, people I've ever met. I had a 20 minute argument with Ben Williams, who's the preaching prof about whether new Batman or old Batman is better. (laughs) Um, I think we're still divided on that, but my point is, um, I want, I want the people here to be people. Um, not stations. So um, I, we came up with this idea for professors admit it, which is where our professors and our faculty and our staff and our social media people um, to get an opportunity to tell you, the listener, an embarrassing story about themselves. So Sarah, <laughs> spill the tea. What is, you know, whether it's at the school you're at now, whether it's about when you were a student, what's just an embarrassing story you'd like to tell?
0: um i don't know there's so many <laughs> man i i am you being, it was like the awkward uh yeah introvert i don't i don't really have i mean i i tend to forget those things to be honest they just, or they just happen so often that it's like you know whatever but um i the one thing that is a blessing of mine is that when i think something is really funny or even even remotely funny i will cry when i laugh (laughs) and it's like that feeling where you kind of feel like it's uncontrollable like this emotion and you're just laughing hysterically and i'm crying and um when the Uh, director of admissions Nathan when he worked in the office he would always take a picture of me when I would be laughing and he would post he would you know be like Sarah's crying again or you know whatnot and it's happened in the most like inopportune times like if I'm trying to like present something like it happened one time during perspective I was like presenting something and I said I like (laughs) I was, like, quoting myself, but I was, like, on stage, and it felt really awkward, and I'm not, like, in an in-front person anyway, so I just started laughing, and then I was crying, <laughs> and there's, like, this group of, like, students, and <laughs> my boss was just, like, cracking up laughing in the background, and he was just, like, not offering any support at all.
1: Which, by the way, like, out of context if you look at his camera roll and it's just pictures of you crying, that sounds like the cruelest thing in the world.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, if you look like on his Facebook or Instagram, there's a lot of pictures of me really? laughing and crying. Yeah.
1: That's really funny.
0: Yeah. So, and I've like, I've visited, visited them a few times and even then he would like take pictures. And, yeah. yeah.
1: Did you just break so, out like the the projector and have a quick little slideshow of Sarah crying, laughing?
0: Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's, it makes people uncomfortable because it looks like I'm actually crying oh my goodness. and they don't know how to handle it. Yep. <laughs> so. There's just that
1: moment of like, are you, are you okay? Yeah. Are we allowed to laugh too? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So That's really
1: well, thank yeah. you for admitting that. Yeah. <laughs> I had a moment when Anytime. you were explaining that, that like, and I don't know why I thought this, but I thought you were going to say that when Hayden proposed you laughed at him, um, <laughs> no, and then that no. turned to, to to crying for you know different emotions. But anyway, um, so time for for round two of uh, and, you know last question and round two of repetitious questions, which is um, Sarah, um, you. You and the entire admissions office deal with, uh, I shouldn't say deal. We we communicate with high school students quite frequently about their applications and whatnot. But let's just say that you're standing in front of one um, and they are debating whether or not a degree at Boise Bible College is a worthwhile approach, a viable step to take. Um, uh, what would you say to them? What encouragement would you give?
0: Um, I think the main piece of advice or thing that I would challenge them with is who do you want to be in four years or who do you, you know, do you want to be someone who just graduated college and just going into their career and focused on earning money, which isn't a bad thing. Or do you want to be someone who is driven by passion and purpose and focus? Um, Because I think that's something that Boise Bible does really well is graduates graduate, not just with a a degree and this is my career and what I want to do, but also I feel like graduates graduate with a, a real passion to serve people wherever they're at and to love people. Um, and I think that it's hard to find that if you just go into college with the mindset of I'm just here to graduate the degree. So um, I think that's one of the things I would tell that student.
1: Words of wisdom with sarah (laughs) right um well sarah that is all the time we've got for today so thank you again for taking the time out um i know that you are an hour behind us but i appreciate your time nonetheless
0: yeah thank you for having me this was fun
1: thank you again sarah for joining us um thank you listener for joining us and we will hear from you next week